It's episode 236 of The Platformers, a show about games, and also a show about nerd culture. And I am your host, Brian Barnett. I'm Joshua Mobley. I am the Hollow Knight. You You are? I'm Chris Shriver. I did. Twist. I did. Twist. Finally Chris was the Hollow Knight all along. That's right. So... Since you started with this, let's just go <laughs> ahead and start with this because I'm so very proud of you, my friend. Thank you. Um, the, I really, really should have like done my research. I mean, I'm not, I'm not upset, right? I love this game. This is easily yeah. one of like my top ten favorite games of all time now. Um, yeah. Hell yeah, I, dude! I just think it's so funny that like I went into this whole thing being like, I just want to play a small indie metroidvania game and everyone talks about how good hollow knight is and like that was that was the only thing i had to go off of it that That, and i had hey it's real good yeah well and i was like and i have a switch oled and like you know deep blacks i know this game like everything is very dark and i was like cool it'll look really good on that so like most of the pieces were set up properly for me to want to play this game and then found out you know, what I thought was going to be a five hour adventure turned into a 48 hour uh, obsession over the last, like I started playing this in March and it's been (laughs) the primary thing that I've played um, whenever I've had downtime. And uh, the last two weeks, uh, you know, I left my previous job. I'm waiting to start my new job. So I have this whole week off. Um, and the last week, uh, of the previous job, you know, it's like any, any other job, like you, once you kind of like set the table for everyone and give everyone what they need, it's kind of like, all right, uh, I have a lot of downtime. So, you know, I did, I did use it to my advantage and got pretty far in Hollow Knight. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and man, it just, I can't believe how deep the lore is, how beautiful all of the, uh, all the locales are, how many, like how many hidden locales there are and how many were added after, uh, the base game came out. Like I had to look up online. What was DLC content and what was just in the game? Like I, I started to figure out some of them, um, yeah. because like they just kind of came one out that's of left field. Pretty obvious. Yeah. There's one that's pretty obvious, but like a lot of it, um, is so interwoven into the world where if you're just running around and like you happen upon a thing, um, it's really like it, it's it's impressive. It, it's I can't believe that. Uh, I mean, I know all that DLC was free and a lot of it, and I understand why it was because a lot of it is like so difficult that I think the majority of people that were playing the base game maybe wouldn't want to complete it. Um, and I, I respect them for that. Um, I respect Team Cherry and the people that don't want to do it for uh, doing that. Um, I got to 99% completion. Uh, if you want to do everything, it's 112%. Uh, percent. Um, I thought beating the Hollow Knight was A, going to be difficult, and uh, B, was going to be the last percentage of like, all right, like I hit 100%. Like This is it. And it turns out it wasn't. Um, I don't I know. I ran into that same issue actually. Oh, really? Where I was like 98 or 99% and I was like, oh, okay, this is going to close out the thing and that's going to get me where I need to go. Nah. Yeah. And <laughs> I, like, I know I'm missing, I'm missing two mask pieces. 
Um, and I think I'm missing like the third, there's like a third orb you can get for your soul. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't have that. And there's no way to, there's no way to go through without like looking at a guide and being like, do I remember doing that? And like, I've been playing it for three months. Like I, yeah. there's a good chance I'm, you're not going to remember. I'm not, I'm not going to remember and I'm not yeah. going to go back and get them all. Like I, uh, I loved my time with this game. I don't want to get burnout for, uh, like right before Silk Song comes out. Um, there are two bosses right before, right before it could come well, out right, yeah. <laughs> right before, but like the content that is left is stuff that if I yeah. were to continue playing this game, like this would become the new destiny two for me. Like this would be the thing that I is just my automatic go to of like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to do more boss rush content. Um, and you know, log 150 hours in this thing total. And like, I don't want to do that. Um, I really love, like, I love where I'm at with this game right now. Um, I do kind of wish it didn't end in such a fizzle because I feel like it kind of does. Um, like, you get so... If you get everything, you get so leveled up that it's almost that Breath of the Wild situation. Or, or oh, you least, mean from a gameplay perspective? Yeah, like... like I think you're talking about from a story perspective, and I'm like, well, that kind of depends on what ending. Well, is. no, I mean, there's a, yeah, there's like five different endings or something. Um and I've seen, I've only seen one of them. I mean, I, I, I'm probably going to look up what the other ones are on YouTube at this point. Um, but no, like you get so leveled up if you end up doing everything that when you finally fight the final boss, he's not as difficult as some of the other bosses that I've done, especially the DLC content. Like I thought, yeah, no joke. Yeah. I thought, um, Grim was way more difficult than, yes. uh, than the final boss. Um, I'll put it this way. I beat the final boss. And I beat Radiance. I didn't beat Nightmare King Grim. Yeah. I'm so going to try. I doing... just, I gave up. I was just like, I don't, I, I, I see what this is. This is just demanding like a level of execution from me that I don't feel like doing right now. Yeah. Yeah. I'll probably try to do Radiance just so I can be like, all right, like pin in my cap. Um, yeah. Or feather in my cap, whatever. Um, I, uh, you know, I feel good that I've done that. I feel very good that I've even completed this game at all because yes, uh, I I fully did not expect you to do this. Yeah, like, and I I can't believe how in love. No with offense. It. No, not at all. Like, like seriously, this isn't. Um, it's not the type of game that I would normally play, and I I think a lot of it is because I haven't been so stressed out lately. So I was like, all right, I can like accept the challenge. Um, you know, I think if circumstances were different, I may not have been able to do it. Um, like I, I think my like frustration level and my patience just would have like worn on me. Um, on, and it's funny. I was going back and looking at the, I watched the girlfriend reviews like discussion about it. They talk about that Celeste and dead cells. Celeste being another game that I beat this year, which is also difficult. <laughs> um, yeah. but they talk about how in hollow Knight, like once you get to the mantis Lords, if you beat that boss fight, like, there's something about it where like if you're able to do that and like that that feeling of overcoming like that set of bosses and I thought that was like pretty far in the game and it's like one of the first things you do. Yep. Um they can be like the second boss maybe I think yeah, or it, third or something like that. Depending they on They can the, be pretty early. I think I I think I beat them third. Yeah, that's probably about where it's I was. It's really early. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um like you really don't have a lot of abilities at that point but um, once you beat that um, and get over that hump, like there, or at least for me, like it is this sense of 
not only accomplishment, but like it's that I can do this thing that yeah. Celeste wanted to give me, but I never it's not that I never got it. It was just like it it didn't hit the way this did. Um yeah. where like I I had that moment where I beat it and I was like, I get why people that play Dark Souls play these games. Like I, yes. I absolutely get it. I don't like Dark Souls because I don't like the locale. And yeah. like I, I don't like that medieval just like vibe to it. Cartoon bug people in yeah, sign, you know sign me up <laughs> and they're all just like goofing or like the world is like super oppressive but the dialogue is adorable like yeah no i'm i'm it's kind of like a cartoon version of uh dark crystal it really like, yeah it really is like because it's everything there are a lot of moments in it not all of it is, is oppressive um yeah. but a lot of it is like there are parts of it that are like very creepy you know much like the dark crystal um yeah. Particularly but, when you're in the lower left portion of the map. Yes. <laughs> yes. And uh, there is a... I actually didn't do the boss in that area till last night. Yeah. I was just, like, running around and was like, wait a minute. And, like, found the hidden wall. And uh, went in and was like, oh, my God. Like, you know, it was like one in the morning. I was like, you know what? <laughs> Came back this morning and beat it. Was this the one where you see someone? Yep. yep. Okay. Okay. This is the one that I was asking you about where I was like, did you find this? Yeah. Because that was the one where I was like, dude, Chris has got to see. This is like <laughs> one of my favorite moments in that entire game. I almost missed it. Like I almost, yeah. and it's something you can absolutely miss. Yes. I was looking at. Um, I think the, it's Nosk. Yeah. Yeah. Nosk. Yeah. Yeah. Is his name. Um, Very cool. There's a, I like in the, uh, I can't, I can't remember the like Pantheon of Gods or whatever they call it. The God, the God content, like the DLC. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the, the boss rush stuff. You can go in and it'll give you a list of every boss that you've beaten and then everything that you have it is blanked out. Um, so that can be like the, the original one that you come upon or they have like these like dream sequence bosses that you can fight, which are like the same yeah. boss, but a little bit more difficult for those who haven't played. Um, and... I was missing like four or five of them and Nos being one of them. Um, I've gone back and done, I think I'm probably missing like, I don't know, probably three at this point. I may go back and try and find them and just like see what's up. Um, Some of the dreamers are pretty rough. Yeah, they really are. Um, Dung Defender, hands down my favorite boss in any video game. I love that character so much. Like it, they need to make like a statue of him or something. Cause he's, his music is incredible. He's so like, I've never fought a boss that is so proud to be himself. Yeah. And just like, I'm going to get like, it's just, it's the best. Like there's, he's, he's, yeah, he's really, really great. And then did you, did you go back and talk to him later? Uh, I know. I mean, I did the, the dream sequence, uh, fight with him. Okay. I didn't go back and talk to him though. Oh, okay. All right. Should I? <laughs> definitely. If you like that character, you should definitely go back. Cause I, do you know who he is? No. Wow. Dude, you're in for it. You're, you're in for it. Yeah. No, like, I mean, I like, you'll find out like what his deal is. You'll find out like who he is and what his place is in the world. Oh, wow. Okay. The dung man. Like you'll um, find out. No, I did. Uh, I did. Although, the ori- if you did his, if you did his dream thing, I don't. There, there's know like a cutscene with him, but like basically, yeah, you, you, so basically, you fight him, and then yeah. he goes away, 
And yeah. then if there's a hidden area where you can like find like his den or whatever, and he's sleeping, and then if you hit him with a dream nail, then you uh, you fight the dream version of himself. Are you saying I have to go back again? There's a you might need to do it before you fight dreamer version of him, but you can go and he'll be like be chilling in his spot and you can talk to him. Oh man, um, I, I'll probably just look it up. Yeah, 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 yeah. But definitely look it up. Like, if you love that character, because I thought that was like, you were like, you were like, oh, and then I found out what his thing is, and I talked to him, and I found out who he is, and who he knows, and what he's been doing. Yeah. Uh, And, like, because I'm big into that. Like, he's a great character. Yeah. Uh, he's like, he's, he is uh, a solid bro in, in a game where there's not well, many of those, but there are a few. And not only that, but, like, everyone that you meet, if you're, so if you're wearing uh, the charm that he gives you, um, like some people will straight up not talk to you because you smell like a dung beetle. And then others yeah. are like, Oh my God, you remind me of somebody that I used to know. Like he was incredible. Like they all yeah. just gush about him if yeah. they know who he was. Um, and you'll, and, and you'll find out why when you talk to yeah, him or when yeah. you look that up. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, he's got I'm, some, uh, he's got some friends that you've definitely heard of. Okay. So. Um, he's uh dung defender is connected. <laughs> Good deal. No, I need to. Uh, I need to go. There's a there's a lore video that somebody has on YouTube that has like a couple hundred thousand or million views, um, where the guy is just like the entire lore, basically the entire lore of Hollow Knight. It's like an hour and a half long. I the watched story like of uh, what what happened and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty, yeah. Uh, it's pretty cool. It, you know, it's definitely set up for like Vati Vidya Prepare to Cry style uh, stuff, where like, oh, you're gonna hear this story and you're gonna weep bitterly because of the terrible things that have happened and how sad it is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, like some of it, it's, it's like half destiny but, grimoire and half, like it is in the game, but like you have to be paying enough attention to derive it out of it. Which is, which is where uh, another part of the like souls lineage comes in. Yeah. Where, where it's like, you can, if you're not piecing this together, you can just go about your business and do your quote unquote duty and not really understand why you did what you did or what you did. Yeah. Uh, but like, if you're going through and like doing all of it and paying attention and figuring out all of this stuff, you're like, you're like, Oh wow. So this is why this is the way that it is. This is why this is the person that I'm fighting. This is what I'm actually doing when I do this ending. Right. Uh, I will, I will tell you, you will get a bit of that uh, when you set up the thing to fight radiance because you can't just fight radiance you have to actually like do stuff to be able to do it well i got to radiance oh you did yeah like okay. I, I fought him a couple times i just can't beat him yet so you you absorbed the shade in the depth yeah yep and all that i never stuff. i you never went, got you went the, through the i never got the, the first uh, uh ending like without it like i had i had void heart when i went into the last uh fight we're totally spoiling the shit out of like, game, like, like like 20, 20 second spoilers <laughs> for for Hollow Knight, which has been out forever, so you yeah. definitely should. But like, skip skip forward like a couple of times, like two minutes or so, uh, maybe a little bit more if you don't want this to be spoiled. Uh, here we go. So, did you do the one where like you became the new vessel? Uh, I did. So there's there's one that you can do where you become the new vessel, and yeah. um. Uh, what's her face is in there with you hornet yeah. hornet hornet is in yeah she gets trapped inside like she gets knocked out or whatever that one happens if you have void heart and she goes to be like all right like do the dream nail thing and like holds down the hollow knight 
Yeah. Um, and uh, if you just kill the Hollow Knight, you end up absorbing the infection, and then the Black Egg closes. Um, the other one... That's like the saddest... That's like one of the saddest ones. Yeah, it really is. Um, I know the... If you don't have Void Heart, you're in there by yourself. That's like yeah. the only difference. Um, and then the other one is... Well, one of the other ones is if you beat Radiance. Um, I know there's an ending there. Um, yeah. There's one if you beat the God content. And then there's like a, a further one from the God content, I think. Yeah, the one where the one if you beat Radiance is you basically like instead of trapping the infection, you've actually like, like destroyed it. the yeah, you've like destroyed the thing that's causing it. Right. Which is like that's the that's like the I guess true ending. Yeah, or I whatever. assume that's like, like the canon one that they're using going forward. I don't but, know, man. Like because the main character the main character in the next one is not the one from not, the first one is Hornet. So right. it's like I'm kind of a you know. They could do whatever they wanted with that. But you're also is, not is, in Hollow Nest in, in the next one. Very true. Very true. So, I mean, I guess it's... But, so, what, what... Were you surprised when you realized that the main character was not the Hollow Knight? Uh, because I definitely thought... Oh, like that you were playing as the Hollow Knight? Yeah, I definitely thought throughout the whole game, oh, I am the Hollow Knight. Well, like, nah. I thought I was... Uh, and then you kind of are. <laughs> well, yeah, like I thought I was when I got uh, Voidheart. And yeah. then you go in and they're like, the Hollow Knight. And he's like all infected and shit. And I was yeah. like, ah, like, <laughs> what is this? Um, yeah. I just didn't I don't under- want to spoil any more of it, but I definitely want to talk to you about it. Off, yeah, off, yeah. Uh, off air. Yeah. And I, I also so like, thoughts. I definitely missed a lot of like lore stuff. Because there's like, there was stuff yeah. in that game that happened that I was just kind of like, this is cool. I don't know what it means. Like I have to go to I have to go to YouTube and let somebody explain this to my baby brain, which is fine. <laughs> or we'll turn, <laughs> we'll turn off the recording in the stream and then I'll just tell you what happened. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was that's um, so good. So so now, do you understand why we've all been just furious that they won't roll? They won't tell us anything about about Silk Song. Uh, Silk Song. Yeah, I don't. I'm really glad because uh, it's just like, yo, this is a ten. This is literally one of the best metro like two D. This is one of the best video games ever made, and there's a sequel, and I want it. Give it to me now. Yeah. No, I'm I'm glad that it's not out right now because I could I could see myself starting it and not like if it were out right now I would start it like tomorrow, and then would be burnt out like ten hours in and be like shit I shouldn't have done this. Um, I'm glad that there's like a a, a beat between them, um, because I have to imagine. Silk Song is going to be just absolutely massive. Um, I know it started as DLC, yeah. But um, I I'm hoping <laughs> I'm hoping there's just a lot of meat on that bone, or I expect there to be a lot of meat on that bone. I think the fan base does, but Team Cherry hasn't given a lot of pe- a lot for people to go off of outside of like the gameplay yeah. trailers that they've given and the stuff they showed at PAX in 2017. <laughs> Yeah, they're just trying to do the thing. Yeah. And I respect it. I respect it. Yeah. The the the, the thing is, it, this isn't like, and as much as we can, as much as we can extol the virtues of all the different kind of developers and stuff that we love, 
like there are very few teams there there are almost no teams where i'm just like no matter what expenditure of time goes into it it will be worth it yeah and and team cherry is one of those that i'm just like i'm just like i want it but given the absolute masterclass of a game that you delivered in the first game like i'm i i have like zero doubts well especially if you look at like the original kickstarter for hollow knight like the gameplay that they show is completely different um the only thing that they really stuck with was like the character design and like just like that they like it it seemed like they kind of like picked that character design and they're like all right let's kind of expand on this because like people seem to like this um but it was more of a like almost like a vampire survivor looking like in the way that you moved around like it wasn't like a 2d plane it wasn't like an isometric top down game yeah yeah Interesting. Yeah, I never, I never saw the original. Uh, I think the Kickstarter's still up. That you can like, if anybody's interested, you can look at that. Um, like the original trailer's up. It looks way, way different. Um, I saw it on uh, the completion. I think the completionist or girlfriend reviews had like a clip of it, and I was like, whoa, that looks way different. Um, they seem like a group that doesn't want to, that or that isn't going to release a game that. Uh, you know, isn't up to their standards. Uh, I hope, yeah, I hope that that holds true. I mean, holiday came out in 2017. So like, and they, you know, they have patched it and everything and added content and everything. And that's great. Um, I just hope, I hope nothing but the best for them in that game. Cause yeah, I, this I, I one was a banger. Yeah. It's uh, I'm, I am very proud and impressed that you, uh, that you were able to get through it. Uh, it's it's a it is a hard game. Yep. Like so. I like this game so much, I've been looking at tattoos on Instagram for it. <laughs> what would you get? I don't know. I just but there's a lot of really cool ones out there that people have gotten. Yeah. Um, that's really that's all I've been doing right now. Um, I don't I don't think I I would. I think I'd wait for Silk Song to come out and see how that shakes out. Um, and if it really uh. You know, if I, if I like it as much as I like this one, because um, there were definitely moments in this one where, I mean, I was screaming in the Discord with you guys, like, I keep thinking this game's over and it's not. Like, what's going on? Um, and it wasn't that I wanted it to end, but it was like, I'd like to know how much is left. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it it was so hard to tell until... Uh, you know, you got the option to in your inventory where it was like, you have this much percentage left. Um, but yeah, highly recommend. Highly recommend if you're uh, going to play it, to play it on Switch with a Pro Controller. That was my most of my experience. I mean, outside of that, it was on uh, the OLED, which, you know, was amazing. But um, super stable. I never had any drops. Um, and that controller just like... It's so much better than the Series X and PS5 ones. <laughs> like, I I can't I can't praise the Switch Pro Controller enough. Every time I use it, I'm just, like, it happened with Breath of the Wild, and it happened with this, where I was just like, and Mario Odyssey. Like, I can have eight to ten hour play sessions with this thing, 
and be completely fine. I played with a dual sense for an hour and a half, and I want to cut my hands off. Like, I, I don't know what the problem is. Dual sense is so weird. When you play games on PC, yeah. do you play with the with the pro with the Switch Pro controller? I don't really play games on PC with a controller. Um, mm-hmm. but I might start doing it. Honestly. Oh, we we standing up. All right. Uh, I mean, I am my my back. We, st- <laughs> we standing we standing up, boys. Let's stand up then. Um, but. Typically, if I'm doing PC, uh, it's an Xbox controller, just because like the drivers are all there and I don't have to think about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, although I will say the Pro controller, I did uh, connect it to the Steam Deck the other day uh, over Bluetooth, and it was fine. Like I really didn't nice. have any issues at all. I thought that was cool. But yeah, that is cool, man. This is making me want to play Hollow Knight again. I probably won't because oh, also uh, if you beat that game. There's a mode called Steel Soul mode, where uh, yeah. <laughs> you, if you die, you die perma like it's permadeath. Um, yeah. If you can do that, you have nothing but my respect. Like, I couldn't imagine I, not being able to die in this game. <laughs> I half expected you to say, if you do that, you have nothing to live for. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. If like, you do that, God. go outside. <laughs> yeah. Unless it's like your job, well, they, right? But, no, you. Yeah, yeah what you, they don't, what they don't tell you about that is that when you when you play with Steel Soul, when you die in the game, you die in real life. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Someone from Team Cherry finds you. They come to your house <laughs> and murders you. Yeah. Now and they murders just, you, like the end of like one of you, my favorite games from last year that I'm not going to say the name. You of. agreed to you the right terms in the and conditions. And you're like, <laughs> you should have read the fine print, Charlie. But oh. yeah. What a what a freaking great, what a freaking great game, man! So, sorry that I took up like uh, you know twenty five minutes talking about this game from you know five years ago, but hey hey it's it's worthy, it's worthy. Uh, I got I got a one game to talk about also. Uh, actually, I got I got two games to talk about, but one just just a little bit. Uh, Josh, did you want to go first, or shall I shall you, I dip you into go one? right ahead? Okay, do you want do we want to hear about a a uh, a fan-made Pokemon game or do we want to talk about the Elder Scrolls online? I'm very curious about your thoughts on ESO. Actually. Yeah. Okay. So, uh the very fine people over at Bethesda sent me a review key for the Elder Scrolls online High Isle expansion. Um so I jumped into that I just beat the expansion this morning, actually. Um, I've been poking at it for a while. It's fun. Uh, the expansion is about 40 bucks if you're buying it a la carte, um, or you can get it as part of the Elder Scrolls Online like subscription thing. Uh, it took me around 16 hours to play through the, the campaign of that. Um, and a cool thing that I didn't really... So I played Elder Scrolls Online for like a couple of hours many years ago, either when it came out or like shortly thereafter. Um, I haven't played it in very, very long time. But one cool thing that I really, really like that is not present in, I don't think any other MMOs that I've played um, is that levels totally scale to you. So I literally booted up, started a brand new character, uh, did the opening mission. Then they take you to like a room with a bunch of portals. And then I just 
took a portal straight to the high IL DLC that I was going to play for review and picked up from there at like level one or two and was able to play through the whole thing totally fine, which I think is awesome. I think that's like, I didn't like have to the play through MMO's six... selling, uh, selling point at this point is. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. You can just, and, and I will say like, one of the things that, that I kind of realized, and I've heard people say this before, but like the Elder Scrolls Online really is its namesake. It is just the Elder Scrolls, but online and with your friends. You can play it like you're playing a single player game if you want to. Now you'll still see like other people running around in the world and doing stuff. And like, if you're running through a cave, like you'll see other people like sprinting through, just making a beeline for the for the, you know, whatever, whatever's at the end of the tunnel or whatever, just like passing up all the enemies and things. But if you want to play it like methodically, like you would just a single player, like if you, if you want to play, like when I did wrote the fishing guide for uh, Skyrim anniversary, I was like, man, this is kind of like scratching an itch that I hadn't really felt in a while. Like I kind of want to play Skyrim again, except I played like 200 plus hours of Skyrim and I don't want to play that game again. That's like the story of everyone that's ever played Skyrim too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I want to play. And, and that's what, like I legitimately was thinking as I was playing ESL, I'm like, you know what? I wasn't really excited for Elder Scrolls six. Now I am like, now I'm like, I'm ready for it. I'm, I'm excited for it. Whenever and, that um, is. Whenever. I mean, it's going to be ages, Yeah, you know, yeah. cause Cause, uh, although, although didn't they say that was before that's going to be before fallout five, it's going to be they Starfield, said, then said, Elder Scrolls think, six, then yeah. Yeah. fallout. But okay. That'll be. Yeah. Yeah. But it's going to be, it's going to be a few years at least probably. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I, I met the first character and I'm like, Oh, holy shit. The first character that you meet in this expansion is Steve Bloom. Hell yeah. Uh, and uh, so that was that was very nice, particularly because uh, he's also the I think the main character of Neon White, right? Oh, really? Yeah, isn't he? I don't know. I don't know. I haven't played it. Yeah, I, I've, I'm pretty sure that that uh, that Steve Bloom, who voices Spike Spiegel from oh. uh, from uh, yeah, I... uh, Cowboy Bebop, is the main character in Neon White and is the first guy uh, Jakarn that you meet in uh, High Isle. Which is cool because he's like somebody that you you talk to throughout the expansion, which is nice. I, I love Steve Bloom as a as a as a he's great. Voice actor. He's great and he's everywhere. He plays like yeah. Um. In Star Wars Rebels, he plays like every other stormtrooper. So like it doesn't even <laughs> matter the episode. It'll be like there'll be like a stormtrooper with voice, and then Steve Bloom's like, "What's going on over there?" And then he's falling off something. It's like uh, Travis Willingham in The First Last of Us. He's like every other bad guy in that game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah. He's in he's in every fantasy anime that I watch. Like I we we watched um was it The Legend of Vox Machina. We watched a couple of episodes of that and it's just like, yep, and here's her and here's him yep. and here's all these people that I've heard in everything forever. Uh, but yeah, but it was cool. Um, I chose a necromancer, which is, a, uh, I didn't know that they were in the game, but they're, mm-hmm. they're, uh, they're, they're fun. An illegal class. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, they're legitimately like some skills that you can get that if you use these skills in a city, that is considered a criminal offense. Yeah. Wow. Um, and the guards like, come well, after you just like they wouldn't Skyrim yep. or 
anything because like that. yeah one of my one of my abilities is called blast bones and uh you like raise up a skeleton from the ground and it runs at the enemy and jumps at it and blows up <laughs> and if you do that in the city mm, nope we're not having it this is this is heresy but i was just like yeah i like necromancer so i'm gonna want to do it uh so i did that um it's it's pretty standard fare like fantasy stuff it really after watching so much and playing so much like grim dark very intense like fantasy like this is way more like almost pulpy like it's just very kind of straightforward there's a we're trying to hold peace talks to end a war uh there's a secret cabal of uh, of nameless knights that are trying to oppose us. We got to ferret them out. Oh no, the, the delegates have gone missing. We got to find out what happened to them and like and try to salvage this whole thing. And that's basically the whole expansion. There's a there's like a uh, a summit that's being that's that's taking place to try to bring an end to a war that's that's spanning like three different factions. And uh, which I'm presuming comes from a previous DLC, but I'm not, I don't know. Uh, the three factions thing was a base game thing uh, just for PVP. Cause I know you have to pick, you have to pick when you pick yeah. your race or whatever, like you're like, okay, are you going to be in you, the, the uh, Ebonheart pack, the Daggerfall uh, covenant or the uh, Almiri dominion, I think. Uh, and so the representatives are from each of those factions. Yeah. And uh, I don't think like that, that limits you on PVE or anything i think it's just literally pvp um but i okay. i could be wrong i think it also dic it used to dictate your starting city and stuff it doesn't anymore i don't think because like you said they redid the intro like a few years ago yeah this now was it's literally this was a just different like, intro than the one portal. that i did yeah yes yeah the original one the original one that i did was i was like an elf or something and i was in like this prison and you were doing like a prison break yeah and then you went uh outside i think that was the original intro and this one i just i you wake up and you're in a prison cell in a totally different like tropical place and this lady's like hey uh i need your help we need to go through this place and defeat this demon yeah. and then you do and then she takes you through and there's just this room that has tons of portals I, living to everywhere in tamarind i basically. think you can still do that i don't quote me on this but i think you can still do that one because it is technically the intro for like the base game storyline so i hmm. think you can still so if do you like it, take a portal to some place and then do that or whatever maybe i'm not totally sure um yeah, let's let's get out of uh, suppositions and stuff yeah. and get into the concrete stuff. Um, but yeah, you you can like I said, you can play the whole thing uh, alone. Although I did f I did die once during the final fight. Final fight is pretty demanding, so you need to really be you need to be dodging. You need to be doing stuff like this, which I didn't remember being a thing in Skyrim. But there's no. if you hold a uh, if you hold left trigger and and a directional button on the left analog stick and then press A, uh, you'll do like a dodge roll. Um, then there's also, if people are doing like big charged up attacks, you can block by holding the left trigger and that will like, after they do their attack, that'll kind of stun them for a little bit. And then you can get like a charged attack off that will do a lot of damage. And, uh, if you're a, a, a sorcerer or a wizard or necromancer, like I am and use like a two handed staff, um, charging up your heavy attack with the right trigger will restore a ton of your mana, which is a great way to like manage your resources and things like this. Um, so there's that sort of a thing. Also, if you get trapped by like um, roots or 
like other like kind of crowd control things, you can uh, tap the left trigger and the right trigger at the same time and you'll kind of like break free of that. So you there's like minor defensive vocabulary that you have to like kind of familiarize yourself with. Um, and they definitely make you do that in the final boss battle. Like there's like a classic MMO style. Uh, there's, there's a bunch, like a series of like long red lines crisscrossing across the floor and you have to get out of the way of them so you don't take damage. Um, and there's like different unique mechanics where you need to like discharge some energy and things like that, which I found a little bit spotty and kind of difficult to do unless the game was specifically telling me, hey, do that now. Like I definitely died one time because of that. Um, but it's like, it's it's very straightforward, very easy, like easy heroes, easy villains. It's like just pretty, with, with one notable exception, it's pretty easy to tell like who's, a stand-up person and who's not <laughs> like it's it's very classic star wars black and white type of stuff or i guess that's still kind of how star wars is it's with, very pul- like, pulpy uh yeah yeah like it's very very indiana jones there's there's indy and then there's the nazis and then there's everyone it's pretty else easy to tell <laughs> yeah basically uh but yeah so there, there's there's a lot of that um since I was starting from like the beginning of the game, my character didn't have a ton to do. By the time I finished the DLC, I was I think I was like level eleven or something. So like I had a mount, I had um, let's see, like maybe six or seven spells. You can get an ultimate ability that you can like unlock, and there's like a couple of those that you can do. Mine was to summon like this big frozen skeleton, and he like came up from the ground with his torso and like slammed down on the ground three times and did a bunch of damage. Um, but like the enemies are pretty pretty easy like i think the some of the most fun that i had was like when i was getting into situations where i was like juggling like three different enemies or something like that which is like not i wouldn't advise that but you know if you can throw somebody off balance uh like dodge roll backwards throw a couple of spells call up one of your like skeletons to go out and get them like it did get more engaging when i like was a ways in had more abilities and then they were throwing like an archer at me and a melee guy and you know somebody trying to sneak up on me and turning invisible and stuff like that that was fun um i some some issues that i had with it i I was mostly playing on my laptop like on the couch while we were like watching tv or something um and i had it plugged into the uh ethernet cable but sometimes when i would log in like there would be like a delay in my uh in my controls like when i would i would press a button and like it wouldn't always respond or like sometimes it would, I'd be running down a hallway and it would be like, hold on a second. And then it would go back to the loading screen for like two seconds and then it would come back. So I'm not sure what's going on with that, but I haven't had any of those problems since I started playing on my desktop. So I'm not sure if that's like a, I was still able to play the game on like maximum settings on my laptop. So I'm not really sure what was going on, but mm. there were some times when like NPCs would be like invisible or whatever. And I wouldn't really be able to, I'd like hit a, over them to like interact with them and like it just wouldn't really work um also the graphics like didn't blow me away this is an old game but some of the textures are pretty impressive actually uh one of the main characters uh i think her name is lady arabelle uh the leather armor texture that she has is pretty impressive actually like i this was the first time that i'd like seen something in in a game where like the visuals are like not super impressive but they still like work totally fine yeah um 
it was like the leather, like I could see like the creases in the leather and like it was shiny at the right points and it like looked like it had wear and tear in the right areas. And I was like, wow, that like really stood out to me as being like an impressive piece among like generally good looking stuff. Like, you know, I, I, I would probably put this up there with what I've seen of like Final Fantasy 14 or stuff like that. Or maybe it might look a little bit better than that, but, uh, but it's, yeah, it, it looks good. It's fun. This is one of those things where like, I can definitely see myself dipping back into the other expansions and playing through them because it's just a fun thing to do. And the fact that you don't have to pay a subscription to play it is like yeah. very appealing to me. Uh, and I think it's on Xbox Game Pass. I don't it, know how it, much of it is. It is on console. I think it's just, just Tamriel Unlimited. So just the like base game, essentially. Yeah, but I could definitely be like, yo, let's let's hop in and play some. Like this is definitely something that I think more than Destiny or stuff like that is something that I could be like, yeah, let's let's hop in. Like it's not it's not super engaging but it's not super demanding either which is something that i find like really easy like i don't have to pay so much attention so i can like listen to something or watch something while i'm playing it's not a huge deal uh which like puts it in like a really interesting space because like doing a i'm assuming doing like a boss fight with people isn't any more complicated than the ones that i already did it depends, and if that's the right? case, then like it's not gonna be it's not gonna be like a strike or something I, in Destiny. I've never played any of the like end game content or any of the raids, so I don't know how crazy they get. Honestly. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'd imagine it would basically just be like, you know, amped up versions of the final fight, which were more demanding than the rest of the uh of the content, but like it wasn't crazy. I know that end game harder content for ESO does exist, but I, I've never played any of it. Okay. Yeah. I think that would be interesting, but uh, yeah, I, I like it. I like it. Um, nice. I, it definitely didn't. Uh, I don't, I don't think it's not going to crack my top four, but depending on how the rest of the year goes, it might, it might make my top five for this year. Nice. Just depending I mean, on we're, how aggravated I get with other stuff. We're a little over try... the hill, right? So, yeah. Did you try that Steam Deck thing I sent you, or no? Uh, yeah. Did not work for me. No. That's be no. It just stayed on the black screen, no matter how many times I retried it. Mm. I didn't do it tons of times, but I did it like probably seven or eight times. Yeah. And I was just like, nah, this is not worth it. So. Yeah, I get that. Definitely get that. Which is frustrating. Cause I definitely did want, I mean, you, you, uh, I forget who it was. Somebody called it. It's, it's too fiddly for me, but yeah, Chris, Chris did. Hello. I mean, I you man. know me, you know me, <laughs> uh, but I will say, uh, the steam deck has driven me into the arms of, of another lover, uh, which is the Nintendo switch. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, uh, it's very interesting. Where everything but, mostly yeah, that's, works. that's what I, that's what I, where everything works, but not everything runs amazing. Yeah. Yeah. As I mean, oh, mostly but, works. Uh, yeah, basically. But yeah, so that, that was, that was my experience with, uh, with, uh, ESO high aisle, which I, I enjoy. I'm, I'm interested to see. I, that sort of like court kind of drama, not, not court drama, but like, you know, Royal court, like we're trying to do some diplomacy or something. Like that. I don't really care about that. I want to see some more like fantasy stuff. So I may dip into like, 
seeing if there's something that's like, hey, we're going to Oblivion or because I never they played did, uh, an, like, Elder Scrolls Four. They did an so. Oblivion expansion, but it's called like it was whatever they did like the year before or the like, I think two years ago. It was like vampires and stuff. The idea was that it was Hell yeah, some dude. of some of the Oblivion map, not like because in Mor the Morrowind expansion, it is legit the entire map from Elder Scrolls Three. Uh, I don't know. Oh, sweet. If the other okay, one so I'm gonna do that because Oblivion though. So on when the 360 came out, I played Oblivion. I bought like the collector's edition because I was like, hell yeah, I'm gonna get into this like RPG. I'm a huge RPG dude, and then I bounced off of it immediately. Uh, I think I still have the Septum coin that they gave you. Oh yeah. Uh, with the with the collector's with edition, but I did not. It. Yep, I did not like that game at all. And then I played the heck out of Skyrim. So Skyrim's really the only uh, of the Bethesda things. The only ones that I've really played are uh, Fallout Four and Elder Scrolls Five. But uh, yeah, I I I uh, whenever there's like a lull, I'm probably gonna dip back in and and see what's going on with ESO. And like, if people are like. This might be my like sea of thieves where it's like, I may try to see if I can find some people and be like, Hey, let's go run around at elder scrolls online. Cause it's fun. It's always good it's, to have a game like that. In your back pocket. It's big, dumb fun. And there's a definitely a place for that in my life. We should yeah. play some sea of thieves though. <laughs> I have it on my, I have it installed on my PC. I actually thought for like a half second, cause it's on sale right now on steam. I was like, do I buy it to play on the deck? And I was like, realistically, I wouldn't. What, yeah. Sea of Thieves? Yeah, well, any... I mean, really, it's any first-person game. Like, I, I put out that poll on Twitter today of, like, what should I play next? Like, I really want to play something on the deck. And um, one of them was Deathloop. And I was sitting there, and I was like... I tried to play yes. it on there. It's not great. Well, that and, like... I'm just kind of done playing FPS games with a controller. Like... Yeah, If I can not, do it with a mouse and yeah. keyboard, like, I'm, yeah. you know... I'm twice as good doing that now. Thanks, Destiny. Thanks, Josh. Doom, yeah, Doom <laughs> definitely did that to me. Doom, I tried to play that on PS4, I think. And I was like, I can't. Yeah. I, I was like, I, I legitimately thought, Doom 2016, I was like, I don't like this game. And then I got it on on uh, Steam, and I played it with mouse and keyboard. And I'm like, yo, this game is amazing. I, I've yep. heard that from some people, because like I played it on PC immediately. And then I've, uh, I'd, I'd met some people, or like some of my friends too, had been like, I tried it on ps4 or you know yeah. on their xbox and they're, i'm like eh, it's not the same it's not the same it's not it's not and it's the same it's the same with halo infinite like i do demonstrably worse if i'm playing with a controller and i don't like it yep which is a shame because like if i if i want to do that i have to come downstairs to my office and like get all set up and then odds up there on the couch, like playing on the Series X. And I'm like, well, I want to be together while we're playing. Anyway, <laughs> she's like, get <laughs> that's a me problem. She's like, get away from me. Yeah. But yeah, so that's that's Elder Scrolls Online. Tight. Uh, the other thing, uh, the other thing I was playing uh, a bit of this week was Pocket Crystal League. But uh, if Josh has something we can dip into, then we can talk about that. Yeah, I mean. I've been playing a few things. I started Ruined King, which I can't... I don't have enough time in to talk about, but other other than to say, like, it's super pretty and the uh, Riot production values are always right front and center, you know? Um, and then a lot of the normal stuff uh, I've been playing. Um, but 
I had an interesting thing uh, today. I looked and uh, I have a 121 day streak on Duolingo, which is oh yeah, set, wow. li literally every single day I've played Duolingo, um, and because I'm trying to learn uh, or at this point I'm learning Japanese. I was like, oh, I'm just going to learn some for this vacation I'm going on. But at this point, I'm like, no, I'm just doing this now. But it it had me look around for like other apps and other things. And a lot of them are like game related for like helping you memorize characters or learning other things. But they're like RPGs at the same time, you know, and it got me thinking about like educational games for adults and why they don't exist. And I'm very curious about because I know they sort of exist in some in some instances like there's there's programming games right there's games that will teach you how to program and stuff and then there's stuff like this but like other than when other than kids games I feel like there aren't any educational games for like adults and I'm actually really curious why you all think that is because I feel like this is something that maybe should exist more there was a hot minute where they weren't necessarily educational right but like Brain Age and Big Brain Academy, like they mm -hmm. were big pillars for the DS, um, and we did get a, a Big Brain Academy game for Switch. Um, that uh, unfortunately, I, I think sales were soft on that, um, mm -hmm. and that even had like multiplayer and things like that. Um, I did though want to point out, um, outside of just this conversation, I've been meaning to bring it up to you. Um, because I knew you were trying to learn Japanese. Uh, have you seen Shishingo? I don't. It is a Nintendo Switch game from the Wholesome Direct from this year. That's coming huh. out. Um, what it is is it drops you into a uh, a Japanese a fake Japanese city, um, and you learn Japanese through photography in the game. Um, so it'll have a picture of like. A coffee shop and it'll be like what's the word for coffee and then you have to like you know say dish it, it out yeah hmm. um it uh there's a there's a trailer for it um i don't think there's a release date yet but it it looks it looks really yeah. cute i think the visuals look really good um but i do think it's odd like outside of maybe like oddly enough rocksmith there aren't Again, many another game i also own which is also yeah. which is great. It's it's yeah. I need to I need to get that. I keep I keep kicking myself for not getting it. Did they ever uh, Did they ever release the one where it was like like Rocksmith Cloud, where like it was like a subscription service? I, I know there was like a trailer know. for it last E three. I don't know if it ever came out though. No idea, to be yeah. honest. Um, I just have um, Rocksmith twenty fourteen or whatever it was, which had like. It has tons of DLC and custom songs yeah. and stuff, but the custom songs can be kind of hit or miss. But yeah, that game like that game is, that game is great. I wish I still had a guitar to play it, but I don't. I need to, I want to get one. I got one literally right here. There you go. He'll just send it to you. I haven't had a guitar in. Have I ever a while. shown you guys my guitar? Yes. You you do that every time someone says the word guitar. He goes, "Hey." <laughs> I have a guitar. Yeah, you got a guitar. You got I, a I also have a guitar right there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I love my guitar. I What can I say? Yeah. It was an engagement present uh, from my wife. So. Mm, there you go. Even better. Mm. She was like, she was like, why is this fair that I get this sweet, expensive ring and you get nothing? 
What did I and get? And I was like, touche. Picked a good I, one. I guess I got a 75-inch TV, but she uses it more than I do. Yeah. Oh, I didn't get... We didn't get each other anything. <laughs> <laughs> and she knows her ring was cheap. She doesn't like expensive we, things. You got a house. We did get a house. She paid for yeah. that. I didn't get that. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll have to look at that. I Obviously, yeah. that kind of game is not something that like you're going to become fluent in. You know? They're like... They're not going to be like, How, what's the difference between Ga, Go, and Toe, you know? Um, no, it seems like a, uh, almost like a Wii Fit, right? Yeah. Like a, this is the first step to you being like, you know, maybe I should learn Japanese. Yeah, because like, I, even me, like there's not one game or thing. Like Duolingo is good to a point, but it won't really teach you the grammar. Because there's literally times where I'll be like, I don't understand how these two things are different. And then I'll watch some YouTube video about like verbs and like negating verbs. And suddenly I'm like, oh, now it makes a lot of sense. It's like Duolingo yeah. doesn't tell you those things, right? So you have to kind of like go out of your way to learn them. Um, but it'll teach well, I mean, you words and it'll teach you characters and like just very common phrases like my name's, you know, whatever, or things like that. But it got it, it got me thinking. Watashi wa Brian. Yeah. Brian this. <laughs> yeah, it's this. Uh, I had a I had a guy that I used to work with that had a he was learning um I think it was Korean. Mm-hmm. Um that every night he had a study buddy that the study buddy would teach him Korean and he would teach him English and like they did it for three years and he, he went to Korea by himself and was like completely fluent mm-hmm. um, when he got, not completely, but like, I mean, he was, he was pretty damn good at it. Mm-hmm. He could get um, around. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, th- I think that's what, uh, you know, that level of dedication um, is super impressive and it's hard. Like it's hard enough to learn a second language, let alone one that is like so otherworldly um, like something, you know, uh, Asian, Japanese, Mandarin, any of that. Um, and to try and put that in a game is like that, like make that engaging and fun yeah. has got to be so difficult. Yeah. Um, I am surprised that like you don't have, you know, Ubisoft is partnering with Rosetta Stone or something like that. Like that has never That'd happened. That'd be sick. Yeah. I would love that. Yeah. I could see, I could see that happening um, at some point. I don't know why. I don't know. I mean, we're we're in a fortunate See, position where English is like you go somewhere and there's always someone that speaks English for the, the most part. It's the language of business because yeah. of how imperialistic Just America uh, has England been. England and America yeah, has the been. Fact yeah. It's yeah, everywhere. Yeah, um, yeah. It's everywhere because we put our McDonald's and our Starbucks everywhere. Yep. Yeah, that makes sense. But uh, and because we and because of Hollywood. Yeah. I also wonder just like what other things like besides an instrument, a language and programming like you could teach people with games, right? Like obviously you... there was those Ubisoft like Assassin's Creed ones where they're like, hey, wander around ancient Egypt yeah. and like learn. I was literally right? going to compare that and be yeah. like, that would be the thing. Like pair, pair the the educational, hey, you can wander around the pyramids and stuff like that with like, hey, learn Egyptian. Yeah. But I, I'm wondering, no, like, like, why there's not, like, hey, you learn woodworking, but it's a puzzle game or something. Well, there's, That'd be cool. there's that. or uh, There's also, I mean, you think about it. There's Farming Simulator. And, like, uh, th- no, 
I'm, goat I'm simulator being, I'm, if you want to learn how to be a goat. Yeah. But like I'm being completely serious. Like there's there's like um uh train simulator, there's a there's a car mechanic flight, one. Flight sim. Yeah, like there are there are things that if you uh especially Microsoft Flight Simulator, the new one, like um there are modes in that game where it is like as one to one to real life as it can possibly be. Um obviously you don't have the rig in front of you, but like right. Unless you, that's probably unless you go crazy and get like a right. little Hotus thing. <laughs> yeah, but that's like probably the closest I can think of that like of somebody like really nailing something like that. But that's more like um, a skill based um, type of thing. I think that translates to a game more more easily than something like learning a language would. Right. I mean, I, we say that, but then it's like I've found a lot of things that kind of kind of work and they're basically games but it just i don't know it's an interesting topic because i got me thinking about just like man i i you know like trying to use my phone less and like when i am using my phone sometimes it's like i should be doing something right like because sometimes you play a game and you're just like oh i did that but i didn't really like get anything out of it whereas playing something like for me like duolingo or like wani Kani or any of these other things that are they're not games but they're gamified in a way that like kind of makes you feel like you're leveling up you see like progress you know meters going up so there's there is like a tracking of like i'm this far in it uh sure i don't know it, it got me thinking about stuff and just wanting to better myself i don't know through through the act of playing a game and so i was like man i wish there were more of these like with interesting things like but i don't know what those things are to be honest yeah it's funny you just uh saying all that i i looked up at the chat and actually thought you know who could speak to this is harry in the chat oh yeah um he he is very big he's a math teacher um but is very big on like the gamification of learning um did a whole like panel of it uh, pax east i think it was um yeah i mean he's you know he's all into the math blasters and the math blasters <laughs> treasure too. math storm um but i mean it is a you know the jumpstart franchise as i will call it right when we were when i was growing up at least mm-hmm. um there is something to be said about like Maybe we're not doing education the best possible way that we could, given the tools that we have today. Um, yeah. And maybe we could try to gamify as much of that as possible because sitting at a desk and listening to someone talk is a lot less fun than doing a thing that you're actually absorbing the information from. Right. I was, I was <laughs> able, I've been able to type without looking at my keyboard since I was a freshman in high school because of Mavis Beacon teaches typing. Like that's, that is a, that is a, a, I, I, that seemed like a game to me. Yeah. And that gave me a real skill that I have used almost every single day since then. You want to know the best one is typing of the dead. Typing Typing of the dead is pretty great. Yeah, it's House of the Dead Overkill with, but it's it's you learn how to type. Never play Typing yeah, I mean, of the Dead. No. <laughs> oh, it's great. It's like zombies pop up. You and guys like, have talked about it yeah. before, but yeah. instead yeah. of like shooting them with a light gun, it'll be like Eggs Benedict. They have to on their face. Type that in. 
No, they'll say yeah. like a word. It'll be like eggs Benedict. You have to type the whole word correctly to shoot it and yeah. stuff. Hmm. Like that's cool. It's kind of neat. It has the dumbest story ever, but it's of course as uh, it yeah. should. Yeah, but it's uh, it's it's good. It's a good thing. I bet that's. Oh on no! The... Stop the eggs Benedict zombie! <laughs> I bet that's on the summer sale. Probably that game's probably they're giving that game away. It's it's Tw not. It's not it's on pretty... sale. It's. $20 typing the dead overkill. Ooh. That's a lot. Man, that's a For lot. For a game that old. Yeah. 2013. Yeah. But that's fine. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's cool. That's that's, that's cool. I I I'll have more video gaming things more... to talk about next week hopefully. Well, I you... will have I will have many more things to talk about next week. Joshua, you you did another thing this week. What did I do? You played Beautiful Joe. Oh yeah, I did play Beautiful Joe for the first time, and like I forgot about that. I I got in a habit because my friend and I were talking about Super Monkey Ball, and uh, I was like, man, I haven't played Super Monkey Ball in so long. I want to do that. And then game, I ended up, like, yeah, I ended up booting up rips. Dolphin. I've never played. I've never played Super Monkey Ball. Did you ever play Marble Madness? Yeah, it's same thing, <laughs> basically. Okay. Except the ball is not a marble; it's a monkey in like a gotcha pond ball, basically. Yeah. Um, in a in a hamster ball. Sure. Yeah. Uh, no, and I got in this this ha this thing where I was like, I want to play these GameCube games, and I've played almost all of Luigi's Mansion at this point. Nice. Uh, yeah, like a game that I haven't played Luigi's Mansion in. I don't know, twenty years. It's been a Probably. really long time. Uh. And it's not even like a hard game. It's just like weirdly comfort food. It's just like I'm just chilling and vacuuming up these ghosts, just screaming, get in the vacuum. It's a good time. <laughs> and then, yeah, I booted up Beautiful Joe because I was like, man, I haven't played this in I don't even know how long, 18 years. Get in the vacuum. We're going to the mall. Yeah, we're going to the mall. <laughs> uh, Beautiful Joe friggin' rips. That game is awesome. And... I'm sad that we're probably never getting another one, to be honest. But yeah, I'm in a weird, it's, I'm it's, in a weird mood after it was. Uh, also, we had that conversation, I think, in our Discord recently, where I was saying like there was something about older games where they had limitations and they had to make sure that like the one thing you did in the game was super fun, you know? Yeah, yeah. Where whereas I feel like a lot of games now they add like so many different elements. And like some, most of them are like okay, and then there's one that's kind of fun, but it all just—it's like too much. I don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm just my age is showing, but it it got me pining this for a time for simpler games where it was like you punch and kick people in Beautiful Joe, and they make funny jokes, and it's it's cell shaded, and you do that, and it's like Luigi's Mansion. You walk around the mansion, you you suck up ghosts. You have money for some reason. I don't know why, but you collect money. And then you just open the next door. It's not really that complicated, but for some reason it's like compelling and comforting. It's There's, why I play that, that, these old games constantly. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of the reasons why I think a lot of modern, uh, speaking of RPGs, a lot of modern RPGs just don't really speak to me. Like, uh, like stuff like tales where it's like, Hey, we got a crafting system and we got a camping system and we've got a, combo system in combat where you trade between you and your 12 companions and it's like can i just have final fantasy 7 where i've got two friends and me and we've got like 
a growing number of skills that we can do, but that's basically it. And then like, there's a couple of mini games over at the golden saucer. But other than that, we're kind of like wandering around the world, trying to do like one or two things. Like I mean, it's not, I don't have to camp. I use one item and it heals everybody in the party. You know, I don't have to go and gather ingredients from different plants and then cook those in a cooking mini game to get the best return and then sit down in my encampment and then eat together and then have a conversation and then go and do all these. It's just, it's too much. I yeah, laughed out loud you really during the Xenoblade Direct. What's that? I oh, said wait. I laughed out loud watching the Xenoblade 3 Direct. Was that really that. in a thing like, in Xenoblade? I didn't watch that. It's, it was just like the, and if Logan's listening to this, he's going to dunk on me so hard or James because they <laughs> yep. love, they love this franchise. But there's just like, there's so much going on at any given time. There are seven people in your party at, or up to seven people in your party at once in that Jesus. game. That's too many. That's people. insane. Like that's way too much time. I would imagine I haven't played it. Obviously not out yet. And I've never played a Xenoblade game, but in my mind, that's already a turnoff because all I'm picturing is just me in menus for like half hour increments. I don't want to do it. No, I feel yeah. you. <laughs> I feel yeah, you. I, I think I think you definitely need to keep it simple. Yeah, I, I sure. it's weird because certain games like uh, Final Fantasy 14 has like so much shit to do, and it has all these other just it has so much going on. But for some reason, that's like a plus for something like that. But I think maybe it's just because it's like meant to be. So it's meant to be that, right? It's like this is an MMO. You're gonna spend a lot of time well, in here, you know. But like for other also, games, it's like I don't want to. Percentage spend. of that is required. N like that's well, the thing. None of it, really. I mean, almost none of yeah, it. Yeah. Like, you kind of just. And I think that's the difference. Yeah, but it's like yeah. this stuff's here if you if you want it, and if you don't want it, you can ignore it. Whereas like the stuff that I'm talking about is is like, if you want to just do a basic thing. You got to go around here and harvest all this stuff and then cook it and like all that sort of stuff. And it, I think that it works better in something like Breath of the Wild where like the entire game scope is like very focused and very simple where it's like cooking is like one of the two things that you do. The other thing is like explore. I guess there's three things you do. Explore, which is incredibly simple. Fight, which is pretty simple. And then cook, which is like still really simple. And that's basically all you do in that game. Mm -hmm. But with, with Final Fantasy fourteen, it's like, yeah, fight. And then if you've got items, you can heal yourself or whatever. But like there's all that other stuff you can just... You can oh, I don't even mean it. all that. I just mean all of the activities you can do where it's like you mentioned Gold Saucer. There is a Gold Saucer in fourteen that has mini games and timed yeah. events and has triple triad and like all these different things. And then you can take pictures with your friends and you can do other like mini games. There's so much content. There's almost a decade worth of content to just like fuck around in. But like for some reason in the game like that, it's like a plus. The fact that I'm like, oh, there's all this stuff that I can do. I don't have to do it, but I can do it, you know. Uh, whereas like when I play a game like I'm trying to think of like just an example from recently. Final Fantasy VII Remake. No, um. I'd say Final Fantasy 15 fits into that. I don't even remember. It's been so long since uh, I played that, but like just Tunic. I no, because Tunic Tunic's pretty simple. It's just a little obtuse. Uh, I can't really th I can't really think of an example right now, but you know what I mean. Where it's just like 
there's a million different things that you that you need to do and it's at some level you're just like i just want to i just want to do that like i think i share a little bit of that with uh like Brian's frustration because like playing Tales of Arise as much as I liked it I had to give up at some point because there is like all this just like oh there's the fishing mini game and then there's the crafting system and then you have cooking and you talk to your people back at the campfire and then just there's all this stuff to manage and it's like I just want to like play the game and get through the story like I don't necessarily want to sit here for hours in the menus if that makes sense yeah um, or like other games will have like we we have a housing system, but it's like not super fleshed out, you know, and you're like, why is this here? You know, it's just kind of doesn't well, that need was to like be here, that kind of stuff. Fallout 4 had that where yeah. it was like, you can build your base. And I was like, I really don't I don't want to. But then it became yeah. it's like kind of a requirement in a way, like in the game, right. because it nets you so many things Do you want to need. Yeah, if you want to if you want to get all those achievements like I did on the Xbox. That's why I did that, but it was so easy and straightforward. Yeah, that's that's scope creep is a thing. And I think that uh, brevity needs to be like one of your pillars if you're Mm -hmm. making games. Yep. Get in and get out. Say what you need to say. Show what you need to show. Let people do what you want them to be able to do and freaking trim the fat. I don't. There's so much that's I don't know if I talk. And then there's games, modern games, like, like just quick point. Uh, modern games, there are some modern games that come out that like really nail that. Like, like Hollow Knight is, is big, but everything that's there is like supporting the thesis. Everything that's there is doing what it needs to be doing. Something like uh, Death's Door, it's doing what it needs to be doing. It's very concise. The systems are very focused. There's not a ton there. Everything's elegantly put together. It gets in and it gets out. Mm-hmm. I'm curious what you think about the Hollow Knight comparison, Chris. No, I mean, I definitely agree. Like, while, and I think that was, and I don't even know if I would call it frustration, but it was part of my, like, how is this possible? Where, like, everything did feel cohesive, and it did feel as if it was contributing to either my, like, my character leveling or the world building, etc. I just couldn't believe that there was that much of it. (laughs) Like, yeah, like I was like, how is it that all like I feel like I have to do everything in this game? Like there was never a moment where I was like, all right, like even today when I beat it, I was like, I feel like there's still stuff for me to do. Like, I still feel like I I want to see more. There's a pull. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's a there's a a, one more thing that I haven't done or one more boss that I haven't done. Um, And it, it was that feeling of like. I owe it to this game because it is so good that I should do it. Um, which is a really rare feeling for me to have. Um, yeah. And I think that was that was really where it came from was um, like I owe it to myself and the amount of time that I've put into this thing and how much I'm enjoying it and how expertly it's been put together. Um, I just, yeah, I just couldn't believe how how deep and how much of it there was. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's, there's games with too much games with too many systems that I don't give a crap about or a dime a dozen. And I think it's why I dip out of games so quickly Yeah. because if there are things in them, if there are, if like, it's that death by a thousand cuts thing of, if there are too many systems or mechanics or 
like activities that I have to participate in that I don't want to do, I'm out. I don't want to do that anymore. Um, it's the like it's almost the opposite of a Mario th- problem where like there are whether it's shine sprites in sunshine or whatever, um, like there are shine sprites in that game that you do not want to get, um, because it, like, it's too frustrating that you're fighting the controls, etc. Um, Mario Odyssey never really had that for me. Like there were only a few moons where I was like, this is bullshit. Um, just because it, I don't know. It just didn't feel right. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm rambling at this point, but that's fine. I, I, I get what you're saying, yeah. Josh. It's that, and then it goes back to our long conversation about game length and stuff. Like, I've, I'm almost at the 40-hour mark in Elden Ring, and I'm, like, so ready for this game to be over so that I never have to play it again. <laughs> like, <laughs> I thought about all of the things I could have done in those 40 hours. Like, I could have literally replayed Final Fantasy VII Remake twice all the way through. I could have reread Dune two and a half times. I could have. There's a You're there's like, a I multitude. Could have eaten. You know. I mean, you'll I drive thirty two cheesy gordita crunches. Yeah. I, I will say, like, you'll yeah. drive yourself nuts doing that, though. Like, if yeah. if you're enjoying the game and your time with it, then that kind of washes away. But I, if it's like, like, I can look at my Destiny two play count and be like, there are times where I did not want to play that game, and I yeah. was playing it whether it was for the loot or whatever, and like. Do I regret it in hindsight? Yes, but in or the for moment, trophies for me, or for the T-shirt with my like name on it, like <laughs> yeah, that I no longer I, wear. Yeah, yeah, that I no longer wear, but still have. Um, I feel like I need to frame it or something. Like, there's a lot of that with at least Destiny. Um, I don't know. I feel like I've we've we collectively Brian not so much because Brian plays. Brian seems to have infinite hours of free time to play things i do i i super do not i (laughs) i i very keenly feel that i do not have anywhere near as much time to play games as i would like i just think it's funny Uh, how like without fail for the last five years that we've done this every week you're like well i played like four games this week and i'm sitting here like i've been playing the same game for three months yeah like three months i've been doing the same thing it's part of, um, part of his job too. In, in it my, is. Yeah, in my defense, I'm the only one for whom this is part of my job. Sure, sure. So, you know, I just think it's fun. Like, yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I definitely yes, but yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to uh, argue with you, particularly because uh, between. Uh, the, the end of this episode and the next episode that we record three embargoes for games that I'm playing will lift and then I'll be able to talk about them uh, which is uh, which is gonna be real fun so like the, the fact that I'm only bringing one uh, game this week is only because that's the only game I can actually talk about this week mm-hmm. not that it's the only one that I played um, I'm trying to think of what's but, even coming out in the next like two weeks I know you can't say anything. I'm just like you got me. Yeah. You got me, dude. Huh. I might huh. be able to say what they. I might be able to say what they are, but I can't say anything about them. But uh, I, I'm curious what Harry means by the by by uh, with the conversion rate uh, comment. Yeah, Joshua's uh, conversion rates tonight are wild. Oh, oh, probably the uh, 
you know, for the 40 hours that I spend in Elden yeah. Ring, I could have read Dune or I could have done. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I could, I could have, have solved World oh, Hunger or not, whatever. Not just read Dune, one of the longest science fiction novels in history. <laughs> read it two and a half times. That's what I. That's what I'm saying. Like, how long yeah. does this game need to be? Is is my argument. Like, it's so long, so long, and it's not yeah. the and it's not the it's not the only one who's guilty of this. So many so many games these days like chase, you know, those hours or whatever. I like just blaze through. Meanwhile, I'm over here like almost like approaching my second uh, playthrough, uh, which will be my second like 100% trophy run. Uh, of this game and uh as close to 100 percent of the uh of the items in the game that i can possibly get to can i guess your three yeah, games you can, you can guess you i can think guess. i think i know what they are okay disguise six complete no wow i'm shocked um cuphead delicious last course yes monster hunter rise sunbreak no wow okay all right threw me for a loop there you got you got you got, got one, one out of three. I got one of them. You can keep guessing if you want. No, I mean all, everything else on here. I, phobia. No. Like a lot of these, I I don't even know what they are. Um, Outriders, World Slayer. It's probably not that. No. No. Arcade Geddon. No. You're not playing Klonoa. No. I would have been so mad at you if you were. <laughs> yeah. No. Mad, re- jealous, mad. Oh, hell yeah. 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 I've never played Klonoa, and, like, I think the remake looks great. Um, I don't know when I'm going to play it, but uh, I think they've they've done a really good job, at least from what we've seen, of, like, upscaling it. Although, apparently, it runs like crap on Switch. If you're going to buy it, don't buy it there. It's like most uh, games, what, though. Yeah. It's not really surprising. Um, the, the offensive part, I was watching DF Direct. Um, the offensive part of it is that uh, Klonoa and Klonoa, yeah, the f- first one was on PS1. Uh, ran at 60 fps on a cd-rom and this remake like barely gets there like it runs like a solid <laughs> 50 if you're lucky mm, um nice and they're like uh, yeah just not a good time not it, it is to answer the chat it is not escape academy or squish those, you guys want to keep guessing no and there's not i don't i don't know what else is coming out yeah i don't i haven't really been paying attention honestly well, so let me know. Let me know if you want me to tell you. Go for it. So you'll know what you have to look forward to. Uh, DNF Duel is one. I never would have guessed that. Which is the Arc System Works fighting game based on uh, Dungeon and Fighter, which is oh, the like, you mobile about this. RPG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then Eurokill the Calumniation file uh, files, which is or the Calumniation games. It's a it's a NIS game. Cool. I'm just gonna Google so. it. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, those are words. Those are the those are the three <laughs> games I'm gonna be talking about next week, and we may have a very special guest on that show. May. Ooh. <laughs> we, the current currently currently we are going to have a special guest on that episode. Okay. That is the current plan. Believe me, that is that is exciting. And it's it is someone else specifically who is covering one of these games in a big big way. Which I'm very excited about. Tight. Good anyway. deal. Yeah, the other game that I got into this week was the uh, the fan game that is available on Itch. It is uh, Pocket Crystal League. 
This is the fan-made Pokemon card game that is like Pokemon Cross Inscription. I downloaded. I, I downloaded this before it got taken down, just in case. But I yeah. assume it's still up. I haven't booted it up once, though. Yeah. So I've I've beaten the first gym, and I'm on my way to the second gym. Um, but it's it's pretty fun. It's pretty interesting. Um, the it it might be. I think it is currently. Uh, I haven't beaten it yet, and I'm not. I'm not putting anything on my list of favorites uh, that I haven't beaten higher than anything that I have beat. So currently, it's Elden Ring number one, Citizen Sleeper number two, Freshly Frosted number three, and TMNT Shredder's Revenge number four. And Pocket Crystal League is is uh, is at number five because I have not completed Card Shark, and Card Shark has really pissed me off uh, <laughs> in a in, in a in a couple of ways. Um. But yeah, this it's really really fun. Basically, you go. It, it's a lot like um, the f- last chapter of Inscription, where you're like going around. You're uh, actually, I take that back. You're buying. You're you're going through what? No, this is you're you're good. You're good, Chris. Okay, that's okay. It was uh, God damn. I had to like. <laughs> you had to like bail out. Yeah, I was like no. <laughs> You still haven't played it? I never finished it. Uh, I was. Okay. I already got shit right. about this from uh, John, who listens to the show this weekend. No, no, no. It's I, fine. It's fine. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I tried it and didn't like it. I don't. I'm not, I'm not gonna razz you. It's gr- it's great. You know. Yeah. But uh, I'm not. I gonna didn't. Razz you. I didn't find. So, I didn't find it. I thought the like everything around the card game was interesting, but I didn't think the card game was that fun. So I stopped playing yeah. it. So. So this game is uh, is interesting. You start out and um, I forget. I think the Pokemon professor like gives you a card or something. I might not, or they, he might give you like a little deck to start with. Uh, so basically, what you do is you have Pokemon cards and they have like deploy costs. Um, and there is, I think it's like a five by two grid. So there's your 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 opponent's row of Pokemon, which can be uh, five uh, cards across, and then yours, which is directly in front of them, is five cards across. Uh, and what you need to do, you have uh, Pokemon in your uh, deck, and you have berries, and you have uh, your your Pokemon you draw from the right side, and your berries you draw from the left side. Uh, so on your first turn, you have five points. You can use those to grab. Um, uh, Pokemon cards cost two points to draw and berries cost one point to draw. So the first uh, turn, I typically draw like two Pokemon cards and one berry. You place the berry down on the place that you want to put a Pokemon card and then you can deploy the Pokemon card there as long as it uh, uses that particular type of currency. Um, so you're basically like, you put a berry down on the spot where you want to put a card and then you put the card down and all that sort of stuff. Uh, as your Pokemon become more powerful, or as they have like different, um, not types, but like certain types of Pokemon have different types of berries that they use. I think there are only three types of berries. There are uh, green berries, blue berries, and red berries. Uh, and so there are certain types of Pokemon. Like I've got like a Mr. Mime or something that uses one red berry. Oh, Ash is Most dead. of my Pokemon... Yeah, yeah. Most of the Pokemon that you get starting out use blue uh, berries, like the uh, the Oren berries, I think they're called. 
or something like that or whatever they're called. I forget what they're called, but the, the blueberries in the game. Uh, and so like I started with Charmander, whatever. So I, you, you, you pick like a, a fire pack or a water pack or a leaf pack or whatever. So I chose the fire pack and I got, um, I got to pick some of those. Um, no, I was not about to spoil inscription. I was going to say, uh, something about how you acquire some cards in the last chapter of the game. That's all. It was just going to be a minor mechanical thing. Um, but, um, so you, you pick your card pack and you've got that sort of stuff. You build your deck. It's super easy. Um, and then you are kind of shunted left to right. It's kind of like a Mario game in that, like, you're always moving left to right. Like you don't wander around a world. It is strictly like a line and you're just proceeding from one node on the line to the next. So like you'll start and you're in your hometown. It automatically proceeds. There's like a little card and you have like three things there. And it's like, okay, pay $100 uh, and buy a card pack. Pay $200 and level up one of your Pokemon. Uh, oh, here's a trainer that you can battle. And you'll earn between $75 and $120 or something like that. Um, so you choose whichever one of those that you want to do. Uh, and you can do multiples if you want. Uh, then you'll have like later on... Are you pulling something up, Chris? Oh, okay. Um, I can't hear you, actually. I clicked on something and then it opened on my main monitor and I was like, Zoop. okay, that's all cool. Uh, yeah. So, so basically you, so like, let's say we're starting out. I've got a couple hundred dollars. Uh, oh, I'm going to buy an extra card pack and then it'll come with stuff. You click on it and then accept it. In, and then you can go into your deck and add that if you want. Um, then you'll go to, oh, I want to level somebody up so you can level up multiple Pokemon at a node, but, uh, when you level them up, it'll increase their attack, increase their defense, and increase their HP by one. But if you try to do it multiple times, there's a chance that it will fail, and their level will increase, but their stats won't increase, or they won't all increase the way that they're supposed to. So it's typically one of those uh, situations where like you kind of want to do like one or two and then get out. Um, because if you increase the level of your Pokemon, sometimes it increases the cost to deploy. And if their stats don't go up, or like, you know, there are, before you get past the first gym, you can't go past level two on any of your Pokemon. So like, if they don't get a level up or, or they get their level up, but they don't get the stats, like you, they're kind of useless, like in a way. So there's managing that sort of thing. You can also evolve your Pokemon. I can't really tell what that does. I got a Pikachu and then I evolved it into Raichu and its stats didn't change at all. So I'm not sure if it's just an aesthetic thing or whatever. Uh, but I guess I'll find out um, later on. But basically, you're going through and you're trying to use your cards, much like in the beginning of Inscription, where they teach you, like, you line up your cards defensively or offensively. You can block uh, your opponent's Pokemon, which means that they can't attack you directly. They'll be attacking the health of your Pokemon. Or you can set it up where, okay, my Charmander is level two. It's got two strength, which means it's going to hit for two damage. And then it's this balancing game between, am I dealing more damage than I'm taking in? That's going to shift the the number you know, on that because each time um, I attack their health, it subtracts it from their total and that sort of a thing. Uh, but you don't have like a finite total because every time they deal damage to you, it kind of like subtracts it from you and adds it to them. So 
battles can go long, can go on for as long as they need to. Um, it isn't just like, oh, they've got 10 health and when I've dealt 10 damage, it's over. Because if they're dealing damage to you and that sort of a thing, then you know they can kind of stay in it for a while. Um, which is what makes the gym battles tough. Like the gym battle actually, when I got to it, so you basically do that and you go down like these like 10 nodes and you get to the gym. Um, you can decide you want to fight the gym or you can say, I'm not ready yet and it'll do you through another loop. Um, and so it's basically just like, okay, I'm going to form my team. I'm going to pick up new card packs. I'm going to level up my Pokemon. Uh, and then I'm going to decide whether I want to split my resources and try to bring in different types of Pokemon or stuff like that. Um, and then I'm going to just try to make it through. Another difference is, is that um, your Pokemon don't have moves. So the types are extremely important. So if you have a fire Pokemon that's so low fire, every time it attacks a Pokemon that is that has any type that's weak to fire, you just get that bonus and you do extra damage um, and you take less damage and these sorts of things. So type bonuses are the only thing that matters. Moves like are not a thing in this game. So it's it's really simplified. It's, it's, uh, it's interesting. I like it. Um, I'm curious to know if it is going to get any deeper later on because right now it is like kind of uh, basic in a way. So I'm not... Uh, I'm definitely going to play more, but I, I, um, is it still actually up on itch? Uh, I, I think so. That's surprising. That is surprising. That's why I downloaded it immediately because I had this feeling like Nintendo was going to shut it down real quick. Yeah. 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 The, the, uh, the moody tail dot itch dot IO slash pocket dash crystal dash league still available. I'm looking at the download buttons right now. Mm. So, shocking <laughs> yeah but it's it's fun like it's cool cool uh, yeah i i like it so it's uh it's definitely worth dipping into it's uh it was a, a fun little diversion palette cleanser between uh between some of the games that i was playing so tight it was nice after playing something like very actiony to like play something that is totally sedate and 100% turn-based. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all That's all I got. I don't have anything else. Cool. So Good deal. Did we, uh, did we have anything else, or shall we jet? You know what I just learned just mm. now, what? going through Reddit, looking at this guy's game room? There was a limited edition of Mario Kart 8 on the Wii U, <laughs> and this guy has it. What? It goes for like $1,000 on eBay. Yeah. Woo! Craziness. <sighs> that is wild. So it's too much for Mario Kart. Yeah. Yes. It's I mean, too much for a Wii U game. Hell of a game. Or any game, but, to be frank. Yeah. Yeah. But my God. Anyway. My God. Anyway, thanks for hanging out with us for episode 236 of The Platformers. If you like what you see, then hit us up on Twitter. You can find all of us corporately at PlatformersPod on Twitter. And YouTube, where we archive these episodes, if you want to watch us record it live and chat with us uh, and ask questions and make all sorts of weird uh, snide comments about uh, how insensitive I am for being about to spoil the end of Inscription, then you can join us at twitch.tv slash platformerspod. If you want to check me out, what? I don't know what happens at the end of that game, and I don't want to, but like... you. You people should. people talk about that game like they talk about Doki Doki Literature Club. Like, 
that it's, it's that it's big of a deal. The, it, you, I'm not going to say you should play it, but you should play it. I, I have played it, and I think it's too repetitive. I'm also very bad at it, so that's probably part of the problem. I think that's probably more of the problem than yeah. that it's repetitive. Yeah. Yeah, I just didn't find it <laughs> engaging enough. I don't know. But I thought the core concept was cool. It's very easy to go on autopilot in that game. Yeah. And then just lose. And then you're like, and oh, then get yeah, killed. Okay. Yeah. yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You gotta be careful. That... <sighs> yeah, it sounds like Shrives knows what he needs to play. Yeah. Get out of here. Get out of here, Harry. Hey, you just beat you just beat Hollow Knight. You it's and, time for you to you and Smoke, aka John. Oh, I wanted to say I wanted to say something earlier. Uh, just uh, two two quick points of stuff that I've forgotten about, and I would be kicking myself. You were talking about Mantis Lords in uh, in Hollow Knight and saying that that was a moment where like you were like, I get it, I get it. There's a there's a boss in the, the Mantis Lords are basically uh, the Ornstein and Smo from the original Dark Souls which is like, this is kind of like the zenith of the difficulty. And it's also the moment at which you're like, I, this is impossible. How do I do this? And then you beat it and you're like, I'm a, I'm a golden god. <laughs> and you're like, and that, like that feeling carries you out throughout the rest of the game. Yeah. Um, not that I would necessarily recommend going back to the first uh, Dark Souls, although it is still extremely good. Uh, and you can definitely do it. Like, I, you know, I liked it when I played the Master. Happen. Yeah, but uh, but another thing that I was going to say when we were talking about that, uh, like bloated systems and games, I feel like the difference between this and I, this kind of came to me as you guys were talking about the stuff that you didn't like about these systems. And uh, and I was kind of reflecting on my own things. I think it comes down to intrinsic versus extrinsic rewards. When games are trying to give us uh, carrots on the end of sticks, uh, it rings hollow and it doesn't really work. Whereas if the game itself is fun and the, the reward of playing the game well is access to more game that is good, then that's what pulls us forward. Like with Hollow Knight, like there's so much stuff. You don't have to do any of it, but the game is so good. It's just like, but of course I'm going to want to play more of it. Right. Of course I'm going to want to engage with it on whatever terms it sets because the game rules. And I, I think that so many people particularly now that we've gotten into like the freaking microtransaction battle pass nonsense. Everybody's like, we're going to tell you that you need to go do a thing and you're going to go do it because we told you. Whereas in classical game design, they're like, I'm going to make the game so fun that you can't help yourself, but go play more of it and do all this sort of stuff. And I feel like the games that come out that really understand that are the ones that succeed. And the other ones are the ones that we bounce off of. Yeah. But I mean, it's going anyway, to be wanna... different for every person, but I agree with you. For sure, for sure. But I think that I think that's a general principle that 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 we should probably be paying attention to when people are trying to, uh, you know, either give us a carrot on the end of the stick in like, oh, hey, if you grind at this forever, we'll give you something cool. Or they give you the other side of it, which is just the stick where it's like, hey, if you don't, pay or space out your playtime, we're going to punish you and you're going to have to pay crystals to like refresh your ability to play the game like mm -hmm. in all the mobile bullshit that's everywhere mm -hmm. versus like Zelda's fun so I want to keep playing it or whatever you know Mario what yeah but anyway that was something that I was that I was thinking about and I thought that might be uh good to like not 
forget to say. Not internalize. <laughs> yeah, not just internalize and actually. Could have hung up the call and been like, "Damn it, damn it!" I had I, such a good I comeback. I, I would have. <laughs> I would have. I would have. That happens to me all the time. Uh, but anyways, anyways, uh, we were talking about where you can find us. You can find me on Twitter uh, at Ribnax, and you can also find me uh, at Twitch.tv/Ribnax. R-I-B-N-A-X, uh, where I stream video games i actually you can search uh brian barnett i don't have enough followers on youtube yet to have a dedicated url which is a big old bummer so please help me out and throw me a follow over there so i can get one so i can say youtube.com slash because i would love to be able to say that but i can't do it yet uh, i just posted a bunch of old content so if you uh if you want to watch me play through dark souls 3 there's a very old uh playthrough of a sorcery uh only build of Dark Souls 3, where I played through that, and uh, my entire playthrough, the first time I ever played uh, Final Fantasy VI. Uh, I played Final Fantasy VI Advance and streamed it ages ago, ages ago. Uh, and so all of those are up on my YouTube channel now. Uh, so you can go, uh, that was a big thing that I did this week, was capturing all of those old uh, those old videos from the platformer's YouTube channel and putting that on my own where it can live with all my other Let's Plays that are going up. Um, and, and I'm going to be doing more Elden Ring uh, Let's Plays as I proceed down the road to 100%, uh, which is a long, hard road, but I'm having a lot of fun with it. It's such a freaking awesome game. Josh is over here like, when will this game end? And I'm like, I'm about to, I'm rounding the bend on playthrough two with 100%, and I'm thinking, what do I want to do for my next playthrough? <laughs> uh, but I have problems, so... There you go. That's what happens. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, all right. Well, you can find me on Twitter. I don't tweet that much, but I'm at the Jawa Josh. Um, and then if you want to see all the cool video essay stuff I'm working on, you can go to YouTube.com/slash Media Is Mythic. You can find me at Shrives93. Um, you can also find me over on the Toadstool Boardroom, a Nintendo podcast. This past week we did our uh, list of the top mario sports games uh and i'm sure this week we'll be reacting to the nintendo direct mini that is happening tomorrow Mm, possibly has already happened by the time you listen to this it will have probably well yeah 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 unless you're unless you're harrying unless you're on twitch yeah unless you're on twitch cool well please give us a review on your podcast platform of choice and if you like the show Share it with other people because we do not advertise and it's the only way that we have to grow. From everybody here at The Platformers, we want to thank you for joining us. Stay safe out there and have a wonderful week. Because until next time, we are out. Bye.